This week on Show Me Your News, Edgehogging and rumors of Palutena in the Smash Brothers update, Apex 2014, and Nintendo's newsworthy investor meeting are discussed. Also, large game patches and the return of normal boots in the soapbox segment, a Machinima and Xbox One partnership is in hot water, and much more. It's been a hectic couple of weeks, so the three hosts are just running the show by themselves today. Hey, gaming world, I implore you to... Show me the news! And now, coming through your speakers and into your ears, it's the gaming podcast that you all know and love. It's... Show me the news! Your favorite Super Smash Brothers Brawl podcast from 2007 continues to cover the latest in the video game industry at showmeyournews.com. Now, let's join the show. Welcome! Welcome to Show Me Your News, the pinnacle for delivering and debating the gaming news that matters the most to you. Rumor-filled gossip, hardware blunders, or upcoming releases. If it relates to video games, we want to talk about it. I am Yoko, and I am trying not to be a goose. Honk! I am Super, and I have yet to meet Susie the Goose. <laughs> I'm Tony, and it's been a sad week for wrestling. Oh, man. Honk! Honk. I'm Honk. getting over a cold. I apologize. When I was on, I was on six planes this past week, and I happened to get sick on the last one. I think I might have to start doing some airborne or whatever people swear what? by. I guess you know it's that little powder you mix in your drinks, and then you drink it, and it supposedly helps because it gives you vitamins and all that stuff. I don't know what that is, but okay. If that you need to fly stuff more. Existed normally. I saw this YouTube video where it was like a GTA 5 glitch where it like makes your people pose as mannequins and they like got in a plane like all of them to do it and their legs are like sticking out of the bottom <laughs> as it's flying. It's pretty funny. They should have the legs move and it'll be like Fred Flintstone plane. Yeah, they yes. did that on the bus. They couldn't get them to move, but it's still they still kind of did the joke. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are part of the Show Me Your News network at showmeyournews.com and this is the 152nd episode of Show Me Your News on Thursday, January 30th, 2013. Almost getting to February. It's crazy how fast this first month has gone. I know. Our top stories today. Some Smash updates. We have rumors afoot, but also the biggest update this week was about a game mechanic that Sakurai surprisingly expounded upon, which was which is nice. More Smash news. The big Apex 2014 Smash tournament with Super went to. Mm-hmm. So, we we'll get to hear some first-hand opinions there. Nintendo dropped some bombs yesterday at their quarter three 2014. Does that make sense? 2013, maybe. Some, there might be a typo there. They had a big yeah. investors meeting because 2013 was not a good year for Nintendo. And then they kind of just made news all over the place. And we'll talk about that. <laughs> that sounded gross. Well, they, they made some, some fake news. Was just just loads, loads and loads. Uh, the hilarity of the week: Machinima and Xbox One partnered up, and they tried to keep things secret. And it didn't really stay that way. We've got stories in our story pool. We gave games out recently. We'll get it on our soapbox and end the show with YouTube video recommendations. But first, we start with what are you playing? There's no guest this week. We're doing the show on a Thursday because we. Kind of weren't able to do on this past weekend with traveling and all these other things. Didn't you want to wait till Apex was over too? Yeah, we did want to wait though. till Apex was over, and that was part of it as well. Yeah. 
It's 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 been a month. I'm telling you, it's been a month. But it really has. It's way too fucking cold too. Oh my god, polar vortex, get out of here. It's back with a vengeance. But super, what are you playing? I have been playing Super Smash Insert here. Hmm. Uh, oh, at yes. Apex, because of Apex, I've been playing just pretty much strictly Project M. And we'll get back to that later. And uh, But while I was there, I did have the opportunity to play Super Smash Flash 2. It's been a while and, for that game. Yeah. And I actually got to play and compete in Super Smash Bros. Crusade. What is that? Uh, it's a six-player Smash Brothers. Apparently, they're getting their online. Because that's Yes, apparently it is. Yeah. All, all the character sprites are really small, so when they're on the stage, six players isn't as bad as you think it is. Hmm. Uh, but the version I was playing at the mo- uh, at that moment was only supporting five, but on the second day, I heard they fixed the problem for the six-player. I just didn't play it. Hmm. Or technically, that wasn't that was the last day, not the second day, but... Uh, Super Smash Flash 2 is kind of trying to be the faithful recreation of uh, Smash Brothers and Flash. Right. And uh, it has a long way to go before it's balanced. It looks really nice, though. It looks really, really nice. But while I was playing it, and I'm like, this doesn't make sense. This is weird. And why is Sheik <laughs> as powerful as this, <laughs> this powerful and this much like Melee? Basically, her slap was more stronger than it was in Melee. Her dash attack killed at 140 and crazy things that other characters were having difficulty even connecting with their smash attacks and killing at 180. So it was basically, if you want to win, pick Sheik. Right. Hmm. And since I played a lot of Sheik in Melee, I just did a lot of good stuff. A lot of trashing people. pissed everyone off. (laughs) A little bit. But one guy who was there was just playing Sheik all day and I'm just like, I I can't play Melee Sheik with like brawl-ish physics and this yeah. guy apparently this guy is apparently like real good friends with the developer and he's just like ah you know how to shoot, shoot, pick Sheik and it wasn't a good day for me and then I played him in uh, in his game it was one of the developers in Crusade and I, def- hmm. I, I beat his pants off there so that was fun nice. <laughs> uh, Super Smash Bros. Crusade though is 60 characters uh, okay yeah it's not balanced. <laughs> not a surprise. It, yeah, it is not a balanced game, but it's just crazy enough that you don't really mind. However, the game really shines as a six-player experience or a five-player experience or a four-player experience. Very much like the party game everyone wanted to... Nintendo wants their game to be. Mm-hmm. And But the 1v1 fights were really, really not that great. Um, it's a very, very fun game, though. Is it like uh, Brawl Minus in a way where they tried to make everyone really powerful and that's no, how they balanced everyone? Or tried they to? They balanced everyone based on their sprites. What kind of logic is that? It's... Uh, it's not. Uh, a lot of characters were really, really strong if they were like... If they just had the sprites to be strong. So a character what does that with even a lot of, mean? With a character with a lot of movement and a lot of sprites was doing a lot better than a, char- than a uh, character with limited sprites and limited movement. They kept their hitboxes on the sprites. So if you're a small character with like little fists, you won't hit very far. So you have absolutely no range That's stupid. on this giant screen. 
I and thought you were almost more like talking about frame rate and like, you know, frames of animation. It's like, no. so Game & Watch would be terrible is what you're saying. <laughs> no, no he's not. not. No, so you're almost pretty much close on the dots. Mm. Uh, Marth wasn't that great because he had very limited uh, uh, frames. He's got but, a sword! Uh, yeah, he's also got like a four-frame F-Smash, and it's just as long as normal, uh. so it's like, here's this, 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 and this. <laughs> yeah, so it's not as good as you think. Um, although in some cases, uh, characters like uh, Ouija, which is the internet meme, Ouija, has little, oh, no, literally oh, like no frames. It's one of those, it's one of those yeah. games. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, well, he's there, and like I think he's the real. There's a couple internet s characters, but not as prevalent as Ouija. Uh, he's got like no frames of movement, but that's kind of his shtick. He just has a whole bunch of huge and lasting hitboxes everywhere. Uh, that's ended up who I ended up losing to was a Ouija and Porky player. And as we were playing beforehand, I realized that those Q characters were broken as hell. Porky because he could kill you at 80% with his uh, up smash, which if he hits you at any point during his, uh, not his up smash, but his uh, up B, he can just drag you along the stage willy-nilly. And then, he, uh, then the up B ends with this lightning strike thing. Since he's dragged you across the stage, he's always going to hit, and that thing's, like, super powerful. So it's just like if you hit with someone really easily with this move, you have now guaranteed your kill. Good game. Yeah, and for some reason they don't want, like, their previous patch, Porky, was actually really bad. So they think this is going to balance him, and I'm just like, no, this is just going to overpower him horridly. Hey, but, while, uh, we're, uh, while we have internet characters, I nominate OU Dog. For oh yeah, for well, character in Super Smash for the no, don't no no, no come on it's the Duck Hunt dog. Okay, okay, that, that's okay, but not really, but whatever. I was about to like throw that my a... bike across the room, Just drop the mic, <laughs> and that's tough to do with my mic. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't go very far. No, but yeah, that uh, I I know it sounds like I'm like really like destroying this game, but it was a lot of fun. Uh, I mean, I just picked up Knuckles, and his down B was the silliest thing. He'd just, like, root into the ground, pull up this giant rock, and throw it. He did that in Sonic Battle. Yeah, yeah, that's where his sprites came from, I'm pretty sure, for that. But it's still, like, when I I figured out that move, I'm like, that's fucking ridiculous. That's the silliest (laughs) thing. And I'm just like, you know what this game needs? More rocks! Yeah. And I just kept throwing rocks and doing the multiplayer battles and even the uh, even during the 1v1s, all I would do is throw rocks at some points. So my tag for that entire tournament was more rocks. <laughs> that just reminds me of Brawl and Charizard side B. I got rocks for sale and they're free! Did you, <laughs> Super, did oh. you ever like play Sonic Battle to completion? Yes. You remember like crazy emerald at the end where his like jabs were like special moves and he'd like explode rocks and shit just with like his like second kick yeah it was was very strange oh yeah and then i just locked him down in in one of those sonic combos that i had i'm just kind of like well that was something that happened Mm -hmm. yeah no because the game wasn't in the game wasn't properly balanced but it was a lot of fun you played project m and i played project m and i think i'll get more onto that during the apex update but uh, no, no good news on my front. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you told me you had trouble. Yeah, 
And last thing I was playing, uh, I don't know why, but I started playing Fire Emblem Awakening again. And I'm just as, as drawn into it as I was before. It was probably because it uh, won so many awards. Yeah, that's it's why I picked it back up about a year later, and I'll get to hear my experience with that. So much fun. I, I, can't, I can't stop having fun with it. That's good. Tony! Well, uh, not as much. It's, it's just kind of one big game, really. I, I still play Sonic Dash every so often, but some of the missions got really stupid, so I haven't been able to do them. It's really just discouraging missions? when it's like... Well, it's a runner yeah. game, so, yeah. Well, yeah, it's I, mobile it's games, not... so you can, like, get missions to, like, get more, like, stuff. Oh. I did not know that. And you can, like, pay to beat the missions, but I'm not doing that. <laughs> of course you can. But it's like, you know, it, it, it's it's an option, but... I'm like, I'm going to do it. But, like, the said missions take, like, a week. <laughs> so it's kind of discouraging, and I don't want to go back to it some days. Uh, I did buy, I did pick up Wind Waker HD, and I played it a little bit. It's beautiful. And I'd probably be a lot more excited had I not watched the Grumps play, like, half of it. Oh, well, yeah. But, see, when I see I the Grumps play it, something, but... I'm like, I need to play this game and just, just prove to better. myself <laughs> that I'm better than them. Oh, do better. Not... That's not anything that's worth proving. Uh, Aaron actually said in Katamari yesterday that he was going to just beat it by himself and play it again because so many people were upset. And I'm like, I liked you experiencing it the first time, but whatever, bitchy fans and whatnot. And then I just let my friend borrow it because he's never played it. And he said he probably wouldn't buy it. And I'm like, here, just give it back when you're done. Why why are they bitching? Yeah, no. uh, And he's never like... He's never been like a big Zelda guy, and I'm like just the best one. <laughs> and he seems to be enjoying it, so that makes me happy. And I finally did like crack into Mario 3D Land pretty extensively, and I beat it. Nice. And that was fantastic. I loved it. Like everything about it, it was just great. It was just it's a great, really good. Like, and uh, it's I'm sure a lot of people say it's, it's really easy when you, you know until you. No, beat it's thousands. not. But later. then, yeah, after that, then it gets crazy tough and i'm okay with that difficulty curve i think beating it shouldn't be too crazy and just like that last boss chase thingy is fun it's not a direct fight but just like uh, fast forward a little bit if you don't want spoilers but bowser starts using some of the power-ups and he turns into kitty bowser which which is silly but also scary and then you just (laughs) hear the cherry sound effect and he starts multiplying himself oh you just, okay? See, here's the thing. On the outline, you put Super Mario Brothers 3D Land, and I'm like, oh, he means Super Mario 3D Land for the 3DS. And now you're talking 3D World, and I'm like, oh, oh, I oh, okay. Kitty Bowser, yes, it'd be 3D World. <laughs> I goofed. Yes, uh, that's <laughs> so not. You're, you're playing 3D Yancy World. said in his review, like he he really feels for future generations that have to like look back and like have classes on this stuff and learn the differences between oh, Super yeah. Mario Brothers U oh. and Wii and. <laughs> Well, that's really uh, true. See, it's funny because uh, in 3D Land, there's kind of like a little chase thing that goes on in the final boss there, too. So I was up until you oh, said yeah. Kitty Bowser. And I'm like, ah, oh, well, okay. Well, he said World beforehand, so I wasn't lost. Uh, uh, yeah, and I don't remember a damn thing about 3D Land, to be honest with you. Remember so Dragon Bowser I remember was a thing. Uh, Tanuki. Yeah. yeah. The, the Tanuki quotations. I. But, I 
Uh, I remember 3D Land for all of its special worlds, not for its normal worlds. I did not enjoy the game until I got to the special worlds. That's what I was saying. Like, it's really easy. When I was talking about 3D Land, really easy. I feel like World did get... uh, That's why I didn't think anything of it, because I think World was pretty basic and not too crazy difficult until, like, after... I think it's really damn hard. Definitely. I mean, if I beat it, if I beat Mario 3D World and I'm not that good at Mario games, I think that's a a good sign, good indication. Yeah, I I wanted to share this with you because uh, the soundtrack's out right now and you can find it. And I would say find it because they only, like, Club Nintendo did it in Japan. So we can't buy it, so go find it. Air quotes. Yes. And I uh, I found it, and it is glorious. It is very, very nice. And uh, the thing I wanted to share was just uh, the Cat Bowser thing. The fight is just called Meowser. Yep. (laughs) And I'm like, that's that's, I'm fine with it. (laughs) But that was really funny to me. Uh, It was funny, too, because when you finally unlock Rosalina, like maybe two levels after you beat Bowser. You have to clear... The world that you unlock after the credits. I think it was just the second level, though. Really? Like, yeah, I don't know. Okay. You didn't clear the world. I remember that. It was just kind of random. It was and I got to get back to that because I really want to play as Rosalina. Yeah, dude, just beat, like, I think it, I swear, I think it's two levels. It might be three, but I'm pretty sure it's two. But or maybe uh, it depends on how many stars you have because I just, I got the bare minimum to unlock the, the I Bowser. I did too. Fight. That wasn't a problem. I just okay. beat the level and got her. Okay. And it was really funny, too, because it's like, cool, I have a fifth character. I'm going to continue playing exclusively as Luigi now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, I've heard she's fun. I mean, they all are good in their own ways, but it's like, I want to be Luigi. But then, and I've watched uh, the Completionist episode on it, and he's just saying like how much you have to do. And I'm like, I'll probably beat every level I can, but I don't think I can do oh, all that. The, the fact that he did that is amazing. Oh yeah, and I've, I've I could do it, but I'm just like I, I think I might want to <laughs> come to that every so often or something. Just getting all the green stars is a pain. Mm. Just they'll just throw it on a high cliff somewhere because they're like they got cat suits. Yep, just kind of lazy, but yeah, but yeah, it's really great. The music's awesome. It's a great it game. It's great. But yeah, that, that's mostly it for me. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, January has been my beat PC games that are really short when you have the time and just to clear some of those on your backlog so talked about that last episode and this continues with uh, Brothers A Tale of Two Sons which is now available for free on PlayStation Plus but you can get it you know pretty cheap I thought that was uh, like Xbox exclusive like part it of their was. summer it's, of play it started Xbox exclusive during their summer of play it came out on Steam during the fall, like November-ish, probably, and same time for a PSN. But yeah, now it's now it's for free on PlayStation Plus. But a really interesting game, short game, about three hours long. And so for a controller, you'd expect you know using you know face buttons, all these buttons. Basically, the game you're controlling two brothers, and if you don't know, you basically use each of the analog sticks to control each one. Left analog stick for the older brother, and right analog stick for the younger brother. I may have those mixed up, but uh, whatever. You get uh, the idea. And then the triggers are associated with each side. So left trigger for the left analog, right trigger for the right analog, for them to do actions. 
So it, okay. the controls are basically this combination of using the analog sticks and the triggers, and it's a game that's very driven by narrative through control. Okay. Uh, so it's you know a short experience, no dialogue in the storytelling, but you know very emotional. Um, you know you can definitely tell what's going on. They kind of have their own little made-up language, but it's not that dominant. Um, if you really want a, want a short game that's all about, you know, narrative through control, uh, give that one a go because it's, it's easy, you know, simple puzzle solving, but very effective moments of, you know, story moments that you have to use the controls the right way. I'd definitely recommend that one. How much is it without uh, being free on VSM Plus? Probably 15 bucks at its normal price. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you're going to get it, you know, discounted on Steam sales. You have oh, yeah. Steam? Tony, you got Steam? I don't like... <laughs> I like consoles. But, I mean, the controls are going to be the same. It's one that needs a controller, so you can't, you know, keyboard and mouse that game, basically. Uh, I, I hear it's got a fun, like, co-op kind of function. You just have, like, someone hold the other part of the controller. You can do that. I mean, it's not like you you know do two controllers. I think it's but you know you'd best be a weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it'd be super weird. You gotta but... get close with your buddy there. But no, it, I think it's best experienced with one person, to be honest, because you have to oh, yeah. be mindful of really, both. really, really want to grump play through of that. They did. They did. Of uh, uh, did they, they like a thirty minute episode? They didn't like complete it, but did it they co-op like, it? I think maybe at a part, but I think they oh. like took turns or something. I guess I wasn't paying that good of attention then. But no, I think it's one you got to play by yourself. You got to kind of get a sense for keeping both brothers in check. And even you know, a couple hours in, you're still going to be like, oh yeah, this is how the controls work because it's it's so different than the conventional standards. But it really works well. Hmm. Sweet. The Stanley Parable was up for some Show Me Your News Game of the Year awards. Uh, the narrator won for Antagonist of the Year. He won for voice acting performance. I can see him winning for the voice acting. I wasn't entirely sure on the antagonist because it's a loose stretch of what an antagonist is, in my opinion. But it's an interesting game design uh, experiment, if you will. This is the HD remake, the fully fleshed out version from the demo that came out a few years ago. And it's another brief experience. Uh, I think I got a multitude of the endings in less than two hours. Oh, wow. so you you can get one ending in maybe 20, 30 minutes. Even huh. less if oh. you know what to do. But it's it's definitely a game that's about story and choice and narrative in games. It's it's one that we can't really go too much in detail. It's the walking parable. Yeah, I mean it's it's one that you have to experience for yourself to really understand. But it's I I really like games where you're trying to think in your head how is it mapped out? Games that are, you know, based on choice and where does this end and what do you do? It kind of breaks a lot of those norms, but is very structured in the same way. Mm-hmm. It's a it's an experience that makes you think, and yeah, the the writing is fantastic. I, I think you know the the I voice like the of demo. the demo. Yeah, the demo. I mean, it gives you a I good mean, sense of what it's about. I, did I mean, did either I of you actually... see the like the Steam Train demo of that? No. Oh, definitely watch that. It's really yeah. funny. And they, like, edited little parts for them. Mm. Like, she call out Danny and Ross. Yeah. <laughs> like, something messes up, and he says, it's goddamn it, Ross, the narrator. 
The first ending I got for those interested was the confusion ending. And that's a great ending to start on. It really is. Uh, then I played Little Inferno. Little Inferno just for me. Uh, another game that is short and kind of is stretching what it what we think of as a game. Uh, the idea is that... That was odd. It was an odd experience. You're in a house and it's very cold outside. And you have your Little Inferno fireplace. So you can burn things like toys in there to keep warm. And you get more coins than you have to pay. You know, So you have to pay for new toys. And they get sent to you. But burning the toys gives you more coins back. So it's this perpetual coin farming. Uh, you know, Figuring out how to combine things to burn for these challenges. And then the, the story goes in an interesting little direction at the end. So... Yeah. Another, you know, less than three hour experience. Little Inferno just for me. Little Inferno. I, I watched the uh, Spinges play it at Yomacon. Yeah. Then, then then I walked out looking just I did not know what was going on. So yeah. I just I just walked out. I I've read a little uh I think they played that one on Steam Train too, and I read a little bit about it, like on the subreddit. They were like talking about the backstories and stuff, and it was kinda interesting, but I don't think it's anything I'd ever sit through. Right. I mean, it would have been interesting to play it on Wii U, but I was doing a lot of these on Steam. Um, yeah, that too. I wish I could do the Steam thing. Yeah. That'd, be a, that'd be a time. Catchphrase. Yep. I am so done with this thing. <laughs> right. Uh, I bought Killzone Shadow Fall when PlayStation 4 launched, and I hadn't played it yet until I gave it a try with Solid Snake 120. And that, that sure is a first-person shooter. It looks really nice. It plays pretty well. I'm not good at the genre. But he and I played the game, and I don't know how much I can go in depth in this, but I'll, so I'll try to be vague, and so if something happens, we can come back and reference this. I don't know anyone who would care. Well, it's international. Okay. So, so we, were, we were doing things for Sony in Japan. So, so, so video things for Sony in Japan. We'll say I'll say that much, um, okay. but it involved, you know, posting a lot of gameplay videos on our Facebooks, and oh my goodness, like I felt so bad because we had to make these videos public because you're doing the share feature on right. PlayStation Four, and then sharing to Facebook, but you have to make them public to have them be viewed by certain people. And uh, God, there was like six or seven Killzone videos in a night, and it's like, God damn it! Like I'm gonna have people defriend me so hard. <laughs> <laughs> so, some of these are hopefully not because they're just like 15 minute long gameplay sessions. Like who cares? But you know, um, it's they the have Twitch a good. Was that the Twitch audience? Uh, mm, I don't know. Not not really. <laughs> but I, it had to be on Twitch as well, so... Speaking of Twitch, they added a Project M game. That's you, right. Congrats. That's, that's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, so you, you know, they know Project M people no longer have to be under Melee or Brawl. They have their own little section now. I think the Sweet. best thing that Killzone Shadowfall has going for it, though, is its customizability. Um, you can play multiplayer games with friends and have bots take the place of other characters... Which is great when you don't want to deal with, you know, trash talking, you know, little kids and all that stuff. So, 
I appreciate all the customization it can do, but it doesn't really do anything revolutionary on a shooter front. Except just looks really nice. Really nice. That's that's next gen. And that's I know the we already of have a gen. polarity of the week, but I just saw a Kotaku article come up that says one of the Super Bowl players spent all week playing Pokemon. Yeah. The Denver that's, linebacker. That's like alright that with me. <laughs> I like that guy. His, he's got his priorities in order. I went back to Fire Emblem Awakening, our Show Me Your News 2013 game of the year. Uh, I got it around launch date last year, which is early February. So to think it's almost been a year is pretty crazy. No. And I'm trying to remember like why I gave up on it. It was kind of around like the sixth chapter, and it might have been just like I wasn't exactly getting it. I'm not that good at strategy games. I was playing on the easiest difficulty. Um, and I got, I was playing like the paralogue with, uh, the, the twins and Anna, of course is, you know, the one where you don't recruit her and she's not necessary to keep alive and all that. Um, uh-huh. and then I just kind of felt that slip away from me and like, I didn't enjoy it that much. Different story this time around. I am, uh, I'm at the before, before chapter 12. So after the time jump, there has been Babby. And Babby. There has been Babby. And uh, I'm, I'm enjoying it. The only character I've messed up on getting... Um, Gaius? Who is this? Was the monk. Oh, Libra. Yeah, Libra. She was critical hitting people left and right, but she didn't end up surviving because someone critical hit her back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, sorry. So when, um, so when she's automatic, if she survives, and because she died, or you know, which you know, when I'm playing casual, it's not technically dying. You don't get to keep her. All right. So you would have known this had she not died, and you recruited. Uh huh. Him. Oh. 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 <laughs> That kind of makes sense, then, actually. <laughs> well, when you recruit him, Crom goes, it's always nice to have a woman with the, of the cloth with us. Man of the cloth. Yeah. I'm sorry? Man of the cloth. Uh, oh. <laughs> That's the entire recruitment scene With if you got Crom to Libra in time. I'm surprised you got, uh... Or, wait, did you get Gaius? I did get Gaius. So you got uh, Tharja as well? Yes. Okay. I'm surprised you got that because you need to have Crom to speak to her. But yeah, she's a ways away. But yeah, she's got to stay alive. That's the big thing. I'm just like, no, don't attack her. I want to talk to her. <laughs> uh, that I pretty much uh, I killed Gaius before I even realized you could uh, oh. r- recover people <laughs> onto your team. So I'm it just like, matter though because Anna's a way better, you know, you know, chest unlocking character. If you want someone with like a, a thief or a trickster. I don't know, like, uh, my Gaius has, uh, he's pretty strong, to be honest. I don't know. Anna's really good right now for me, so. That's true. Anna, Anna's just strong in general, but right now I have them both as tricksters, so that kind of helps. Yeah. They're both good. They are both good. Um, so yeah, I'm at, oh gosh, I think I leveled up my unit to level 17 without... Before realizing about like oh yeah master seals, let's let's do that. So yeah, like the whole trick 
of like leveling up is kind of weird is that like once they hit level 10 on their base classes you get them out of there as soon as possible there's no reason to be there anymore yeah but uh once they get to level 15 in second classes that's when you like second seal them over to something else or if you really need something from a base class uh you run over there like uh i think the mercenary yeah mercenary Oh no no no! Uh, the class mercenary. Oh, okay. You got you get a second seal. It's they're hard to come by uh, early on in the game, uh, but you have master seals and second seals. Second seals let you get into a sec, uh, just a completely different different class. And mercenary, their level one skill is called arms thrift, and that lets that goes to your luck scale um, times it by two, and that's your percent chance for not like decaying a weapon. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, do you have Donald? I have Donald, but he is weak and sucks. I know he becomes really good. He's so good. He's just like the best character. All you have to do is get him like all you have to do is get him to level ten, and that's it. Everything is better for you. Everything is good after that point. Mm. See, I'm well aware that I'm going to be playing this game wrong, uh, but I'm, no, 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 I've it's made fine. Double... Like my, the, the first time I played that through that thing, like. I did not have Donald for a while, and then I'm just like, I'm going to go train this character. I hear he's good. And then he just became this wonderful powerhouse that solved all my problems. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I got double the progress of where I did last time, so I'm just happy with that, and I'm going to keep going. So, game of the year. Then I was starting to play Peace Walker on one of my plane rides. What I'm curious uh, about. I was playing the PSP version that I got in the the PlayStation sale, which I do have the HD collection, and it makes more sense when you have dual analogs and you can do the shooting in that game kind of similar to the MGS4 controller design. But when PSP is mapped over to Vita, it does not consider the Vita's second analog stick. Fantastic. So it's one of those games when you're playing on portable, yeah, let's use face buttons as... A right analog stick. It's awful. I hate when they do that. And I'm like, not fucking playing that. But I was really interested in the story. So there is a three-hour movie edit on YouTube. Highly recommended. Watch that. I now understand Peace Walker. I now understand Ground Zeroes and Five a lot more. So if you are uh, kind of clueless on what's going on in those games... Peace Walker is essential. To did kinda... you just control wise? Like, did you find it fun? I I got I didn't get that far at all. And they're like, Snake, aim at a coconut in a tree to practice your shooting. And you're using the face buttons to aim. Like, nope, no, nope, nope, nope. Why didn't you try like HD when you got home? Because I wanted to play that for the portability, and I was playing Fire Emblem already by that point. Uh, and I don't know. I'll, I'll try to give it a legit shot. Me and Nate, like, we like always forget that we own it. Even it's like, man, we need to look at Peace Walker and like, wait, we have it. It's By all show. means, give it a legit shot on HD. Don't bother with the portable version. I'm sure it's one of the best experiences when you get into it, but I can't do aiming with face buttons. Like that's super dumb. And I know <laughs> there's other control schemes, but for that game. That MGS4 control scheme makes the most sense. I mean, I think, too, it had... 
I don't know. One of the like PSP games I remember, you like had to recruit people and position people and yeah, stuff. And that, I think Peace so, Walker might have done that. Peace Walker I'm was just not interested in that. I just want a linear like story experience kind of. Yeah. Well, give it a, give it a try. And but Kojima though, like specifically made that one too. You know. Oh yeah. Oh no. It's it's totally essential for chronology and things. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll get to it before five or whatever. Yeah. No, definitely do that. Give it a give it a try at least. But know that you know the watching experience is there. Uh, what it's told in a, a kind of a graphic novel sort of style, which is pretty interesting because it's is so different. That's kind of what they did with portable ops, I think. Yeah. Uh, but this one was done, you know, really nicely on Peace Walker. Uh, for those that don't know, it takes t- uh, place ten years after the Metal Gear Solid Three storyline. So it's you know the coming of the terms with what happens at the end of Metal Gear Solid Three. Um, I'm so conflicted the, with them adding pieces after four. Yeah, but here's the thing: the story that kind of leads up to there's there's the first ending credits. It's kind of like it, they call it the the sing credits. Uh-huh. If you play the game, you know why it's called the sing credits. I don't. Um, well, have you played the game? No, I haven't played one of them. Well, okay, no, I played. Oh, the well, there you go. I said if you play the game, you know why. I'm referring to the Sing credits. Up until that point, it's a good story. It doesn't really rank up there with some of the great Metal Gear Solid stories, but it's good. It's it's all right. You know, talking about Cold War and nuclear deterrence and all that. The stuff after those credits, amazing. Right. So good in tying all the pieces together with what you know from 4 and what you know from... Each game, basically, tying so many threads together from the Metal Gear chronology. And it's just like, yes, you're doing all of those things. Yes, thank you. So, definitely at least to watch. We're spending too long on this time. we got to get to our headlines because this show is jam-packed. And we start mm-hmm. with our Smash update with, you know, posts from the Miiverse. And boy, do we have some pictures to get to. Where do you go on Miiverse to look at this? I don't, uh, I don't know how Miiverse works, really. So there's a director's room in the Super Smash Brothers community. It's kind of like a sub-forum there, and that's where Sakurai posts. Yep, uh, you can do so from your 3DS, or your Wii U, since you have one now. That's true. Uh, one of the biggest updates came on January 22nd, and we have this picture here of edge-grabbing and edge-hogging. And, of course, you're going to get the people who come out in droves and say, oh, this is cheap. People who hedgehog, I don't like playing with them. I, I legitimately saw an argument. Not an argument. Someone was talking about how, how cheap hogging the ledge is. And he says, me and my friends, we play with the exception that when you're off the stage, you can use projectiles on your opponents. As in, yeah. they play, oh, when you're knocked off the stage, oh, no, don't worry, we'll, we'll let you come back. Oh, you can't come back, that's unfortunate. That's how you lost the stock. No offstage play at all. Oh, but they play with the exception. Samus could charge up a shot. You're allowed to use your charge shot when someone's off the stage. But what I, I if wouldn't... you're not a guy who has a projectile thing? Then you miss out. I don't like to tell people no. they're playing the game wrong, but you're playing the game wrong. Well, I've, I've, my friends wouldn't mind if I like tried to jump out and like 
spike them or anything, but they got really pissed off when I just like grabbed the edge because they just weren't used to it. But I I understand that it's infuriating. I mean, I get it, but that's what the point of the game is to not let you get back. So that's that's the the point of the game. (laughs) (laughs) Well, anyway, not do it for this picture. They're saying there are changes being made for, you know, attack and defensive options. Link is actually trumping Mario's grab in this. This is basically to avoid planking. Yep. And Since, planking uh, in Brawl. You want to explain what prank planking is in Brawl? Planking is the worst strategy that has ever developed in Brawl. Developed by Plank. The idea is to immediately I'm to just detach thinking of, uh, that one plank in Ed from and Ed and Eddie. Yeah. And it's yeah. not like laying face down, you know. Oh. Like a plank. It's a no. That would be funny. <laughs> what planking is is That's Luigi's time. You grab onto the ledge, <laughs> and then you detach from the ledge. You don't get up. You just detach. You just do this by holding away from the edge, and your character will let go of the edge. Some characters uh, can, with their fall speed and all that, you can fast fall and then jump back up and re- grab the edge and renew your invincibility. So this way. You know, you can grab the edge a lot safer when someone's recovering. Uh, and Meta Knight can get behind, beyond all of this. Uh, there's this arbitrary limit before you can grab the edge again. However, the limit is removed if you do a move. The idea being that uh, the move will take longer than, uh, than the limit was there for anyway. So it just removes the limit. However, Meta, Meta Knight, Knight Long moves, <laughs> Meta Knight. <laughs> mm-hmm. That was a good one. Yeah. So Meta Knight detaches, up airs, that takes, I think, two frames to come out, and the interruptible is like, okay, well, just jump with Meta Knight and press up on the C-stick a couple times. You'll see how fast it is. So uh, because Meta Knight can do this, he can detach, up air, and double jump, fast fall, grab the edge, before the invincibility runs out. He can literally grab the edge forever and be invincible. And so that's what this is trying to eliminate, basically. Yeah, and this basically says the airtime and accumulated damage will determine your period of invincibility while hanging on the edge. I don't know 100% which way that goes. Like, I know airtime means you'll have... If you have no airtime, your invincibility will be nothing. But do you have more invincibility the lower you are? That makes more sense. Hmm. So, like, if you're at, like, 140% and you just kind of fell off, got knocked, your shield got hit, and you got pushed off the edge and you immediately grab the edge, well, you have, like, no invincibility frames. So if someone, like, hits you with, like, a double hit or a multi-hit forward smash, they can technically hit you off the stage with one and then kill your face with the other because that Hmm. would be amazing. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, when you're on the ledge and you're trying to roll back on or you know do an attack, uh, in past Smash games, if you were above 100%, the attack would be different if you were above 100%. Well, this is not the case anymore, according to Sakurai. Yeah, that's, that is diff- that is I don't know what he's going to do. Mm-hmm. It says that the grab controls will no longer be affected by whether or not you have above or below 100% damage. Does that mean, like, it's always going to be the one way, or... Will it have some other arbitrary thing? Like, this character is at 98%. All in the terms of balance. 
all in the terms of that. It's really, it's really refreshing to hear him just talk about this kind of stuff, though. Yeah. That is true. This, this was very refreshing when I realized what uh, the grab mechanics meant. I'm a little annoyed of the just the grabbing the edge and having your uh, your grab trumped. Because mm-hmm. it makes me question, like, okay, so does that mean I'm not going to be able to gimp at, like, 2% because I knocked him, he used his up B at the wrong time, I hit him with uh, flood or something because that's still in the game, and grab the edge before he could. Does that mean he should just fall on me and grab me the edge no matter how much hard work I just made to get the gimp? Or does it mean that, you know, at certain percentages you'll just trump it? It's right. tough to tell. I mean, translating Sakurai, as we know from Brawl Days, is oh, man. never easy. Um, the one thing that got me about this update was when bigger gaming news sites were reporting on it, and they were going about it with the angle of, oh, it's going to be more difficult now to grab the ledge. It's going to be more difficult to play Smash Brothers. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. It's uh-huh. different. It's not more difficult. I returned so. to my... Uh, nah. uh, just, just what? They, they know just... that the game journalism and the, the Smash Brothers. Not acceptable. Not acceptable. Oh, were you doing yeah. Lemmy Yeah, I just, I don't do, I can't do his voice, so I'm not going to try. <laughs> oh. I don't know oh, how that guy does his voice. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah, I think he just eats like three lemons. <laughs> I, know, I didn't know there was like a little girl update, and I'm like, I don't know who that is in the update. But then Sakurai quotes the Ashley song. I'm like, it's Ashley. <laughs> yeah. So some of the other updates before we get to the big rumor that's uh, floating out there. We ended, you know, last episode with talking about DDD. So yeah, you see, there's Ashley. Uh, I've seen people not playable, mind you. Not playable assist trophy. Unless it's Super Smash Bros. Crusade. <laughs> ham, 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 ham. Fangs liked Ashley in Crusade. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would imagine she'd be a fun character to play. Her recovery is something else. I've seen people, and again, you don't know with Poe's Law on the internet when you don't know how ridiculous something is, whether or not it may be satire. So you don't know, you're not sure if trolling. But people have been saying. That like, oh, Ashley's not a playable character. Not buying this game. Oh, God. Oh, you got your your priorities in order. So I guess that's a big deal to some people, but okay. Um, DDD is expressive as ever. Yeah, he's he's, kind of knocked out by Zelda there. Did you like that they kind of addressed my little weird point about uh, Toon Link not being confirmed for the train? That was reason. That was nice to see. Uh, that like, oh, okay. So now though, too though, like if we <laughs> see any updates with characters in the background, that doesn't fucking outright them. Now. That was a big thing in Brawl Days. You'd see someone in the background. Oh, deconfirmed as a character. Yep. Now when Toon Link is uh, playing on the Spirit Tracks train, if he weren't there, he'd normally be the captain. But now Alfonso takes the helm. So Weird. figure. It's um, funny that, that you guys would bring that up with the whole if they're in the background, then obviously they can't be a character because look what happened on the uh twenty ninth there. Yeah. Yeah, so, so you wanna talk statue. about 
You want to talk about how trollolo that is with the rumor that's afoot? Mm, that that Palutena rumor? The leak? The star-shaped pendant? Mm. Uh, so apparently there's some images online of a certain goddess of light. And now we see these all the time. Oh, look, this character is this, and... They're right you know, after it. And they I just, think they just get photoshopped. They just get photoshopped Bill in. Murray in. <laughs> yeah, you, see, you just have you just photoshop people in. However, this Palutena one kind of came out of nowhere. But as people were looking, just kind of like, well, she looks like she fits in the game. That's actually not a model we've seen before. What is she doing with a Power Star charm on her belt thing? Is this legit? And the thing too was it wasn't just like a picture of a screenshot. It was on a 3ds. Yeah. And someone had taken a picture of it there. Mm-hmm. So. Be a hard shop job. You know, the now, background was new. New mm-hmm. Mario pose. Now, to be fair, this doesn't mean confirm anything. No. Assist trophies, as we know, are a thing. But the thing is, she looked a little bit better model. Yeah. Than a regular assist trophy. And since she's not a model, model ripped right from... Uprising, she's a create a this model we see is definitely created for Smash Four, mm-hmm. which leads us to believe Palutena is a playable character. Yeah, um, I'm believing. It. I think it's legitimate. Okay it would be the it first too. time that we've seen Sakurai pull characters from games he's worked on, and we know that he worked on Kid Icarus Uprising last. Um, yeah, that Power Star is. Is the the giveaway right there? Mm-hmm. That's such so, a Sakurai thing to do. And so, on any list for character rosters, I would have never put Palutena on. Yeah, I would agree. She is just not a character I was I would have expected. I mean, like it would be fun to joke about, but I thought we'd get Dark Pit before we got Palutena. Some people were also looking at Hades too. I haven't. I didn't get that far. Also, I kind of lost my cart. So I've I've, uh, I've seen Chugga play it a bit, and I do like Palutena. Like they gave her a lot of character. Like I was initially, if I'd heard this before, I've seen anything of that game, and just be like, oh, what the freaking final smash from Pit? <laughs> like that's kind of weird, you know. But they actually gave her some like a good amount of character, and it was fun. Right yeah. after this was happening, you got the screenshot of from the 3DS version of Zelda, Rosalina, and Virity in the background. Mm-hmm. So that was another troll That's job, but Sakurai with this one with the statue, I think he's saying, "I see you, Internet. I see you. I know what's <laughs> going on. I'll tease you." He does like to do that. Dick. Yeah. <laughs> so then some of the uh, the rumors for you know leaks because just like in Brawl, people are coming out of the woodworks to say, "I have a leak. I have connections." Uh, they're thinking the next character is going to be Diddy Kong, revealed on the, I think, the 13th, which is the day of Tropical, Tropical Freeze. Freeze. Yeah. Some of those people think it's going to be a Diddy and Dixie combo character. That'd be cool. Yeah. I think it's going to be, be Cranky Kong. Oh. That'd be awful. With his pogo stick, little cane. <laughs> so we'll see if that happens. If. If uh, Sakurai does drop the Palutena bomb there, this, this is kind of unrelated, but 
I'm hoping Tropical Freeze kind of bombs. Really? Because I, because hmm. I was just reading about like how Nintendo needs all these first party games, and somebody was listing them off, and then just in like a comma, just random part of the sentence was just like, and Retro is busy making the Donkey Kong game that no one asked for. <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, they really should be working on something else. I don't want a trilogy. They're like, apparently hiring more people. That would help if they had two games in development at I once. But know, yeah. And I'm not saying that Tropical Freeze is going to be a bad game, but the first game didn't like impress me, really. It, it was neat. But it's like, Retro, you should be doing something else. If you talk to the people who are uh, listening to the website uh, you know, soundtrack, I think they brought back the original composer from the trilogy for this game. A lot of people digging the soundtrack for Tropical Freeze. Really? A lot of people. I heard, like, I, I he's I not working at Rare anymore. I was listening to the Aquatic Ambience remix for a while. It was good stuff. That that That's nice because the music was eh and not really that great. And the other thing that gets me, and me and Nate kind of were just talking about it, that game just looks like a Mario game. Like Donkey Kong Country had a very distinct look to it. And now it's just all colorful and I don't know. It doesn't look like an old Donkey Kong game, you know. I'm okay with this. I don't know. It's just... I like the, I like the game well enough. However, I found that even despite all the stuff they added to it, it had absolutely no replay value for me. Mm-hmm. So I'm really hoping beyond hope that they learned their lesson from the first game and just like please let me play as the other Kong solo. That, that's a killer too. Mm-hmm. That yeah. sucks. And it's like I they and didn't even still no online play. Yep. That's 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 to be expected at this point. But really just like the lack of features that should be right there for you and they're yeah. not is just like <sighs> Nintendo, we know this is what you do, but that doesn't make it okay. No, especially in this day and age, especially when you're struggling a bit. And we'll talk yeah. about that when we get to their investor meeting. Last thing about Smash before we get to Apex, which is more Smash. Smash. Hell yeah for no subspace emissary. Hell yeah. Hello. I just love the pose Pitt has on today's update. Oh yeah? It just looks like he's about to do a pose for a Michael Jackson video. (laughs) Yeah, he does actually. Where did you see no subspace? Uh, it's uh, on January 20th, so this is probably some sort of adventure mode that they're bringing back, or, you know, classic mode. I'd like if they bring back an adventure mode similar to Melee, that'd be nice. I wish they did subspace, but actually wrote a good story. <laughs> I liked <laughs> The cutscenes were nice. Okay. Dude, you can go back and listen to me, like, I don't know what episode I did, but I tore that story apart, just because it was just garbage, and it was all, like, Kirby-centric. Like, Meta Knight can beat the ice climbers at ice climbing. That's their thing. The Great Maze. Honestly, I'm going to stop you right there. Great Maze is probably the most fun I had. But that's Whenever prob- you have to refresh an entire map, that's bullshit. Yeah, here's the thing. I think the Great Maze would have been a lot better is if that was Subspace anim- Emissary. <laughs> or Subspace Anima, more like. Oh, God. <laughs> Had to. Had to. Mario can't okay. save a princess, but Kirby can. <laughs> Great Fox uh, gets beat by Mennonite ship. It's garbage. They're ruining yeah. my OTPs. What? <laughs> what? I was talking like, they're doing this. They're just ruining 
on the fan of fiction. It's not that. It's just like Kirby Kirby characters are better at everything. Meta Knight's Halberd. (laughs) Halberd X Great Fox OTP. (laughs) What noise would that make with those two together? It's the Hal Fox. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Apex! Sound of grinding metal. (laughs) Watch Futurama. I'm sure they did a couple things with Bender. Yes. Probably. That's right. Super, tell us about your Apex experience. Oh my god, Apex. A lot of driving. (laughs) Oh, Oh, yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of driving, guys. (laughs) It's Apex from where I am. But it's all okay because we did it all in the Smash van. The entire way there, we had a TV and a setup for playing PM on all the way there. Poor driver. Uh, we well, all five of us could drive of the seven. So like, I took the first leg, which was a quite a long leg, and I took a lot of the end. So, for as far as everyone's concerned, was everyone it the middle leg? <laughs> Yo, no, the first leg and the last leg, and a little bit and uh. Major Moses will tell you what happened at the very end, just before we all, just before we got to Apex. Oh my God! Please tell me you didn't get in an accident just because you drove. No, we got we we almost got everyone was going insane, and uh, New Jersey kind of sucks for its directions. A lot of and, toll roads, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, no, not too oh. many. Pennsylvania was worse for that. Yeah, no, that's but uh. Our driver at the time, I was thinking about this when he took the last leg. I'm like, this is stupid. He has to navigate New Jersey roads, and he's the most, like, antsy, horrid driver when he gets inside of a town and he gets any sort of stressed. He can't handle stress at all. Good good plan there. Yeah, so I'm thinking to myself, okay, I'll sit up front. I'll help direct him. I should have just been like, I'll drive. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually, though, after he freaked out the last time and pulled off to the side of the road, I'm like, oh, uh, I was just like, get out of the chair. I'm driving. So after I screwed up, but I didn't, you know, go crazy. I'm just kind of like, all right, do I turn left here? It's like, yeah, you turn left. No, 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 you turn the other left. I'm like, what other? That one way up there? <laughs> the other left. <laughs> the other left? There's actually what's funny is that there was two lefts. They're oh, just oh. Run, run right after each another. One of them sets you off on a horrible loop that makes no sense in context. GGNJ. Yeah, so finally we did get there, and I'm just like, all right, I'll just keep going, whatever. Uh, so we went around the loop like three times. Well, technically only went twice. Uh, once with him as a driver before he freaked out, and then the next time with me <laughs> with some bad directions. Mm. And then, then finally I'm just kind of like, all right, I know that's the wrong turn, so I'm just going to keep going straight here and have him shut up for a second. All right, now where do we go? Then we finally got to Apex. Uh, it was funny because we didn't even go to the hotel uh, the first night. Like we arrived and Dark was there to pick me and uh, Moses up, so we went over and hung out there. And those guys talked about anime things. I know nothing about. Probably anime. Madoka, if I had to guess. I'm guessing Madoka, if memory serves me right. But like. Most times when people get into that kind of mode and I have no idea, I I do the the, the long thousand yards. Shoe shopping, shoe shopping. Yeah, it's it. Yeah, it was very much a shoe shopping experience for me. Tony, anything uh, there? 
but my house yeah, is a little loud right. right now. <laughs> oh, I, I, I was making a Scrubs reference. Just for I you, got buddy. it. Okay, all right. I laughed. <laughs> but, but uh, Apex itself, unfortunately, I had the first pool of the day, so we got up really early, and how I much feel bad. sleep were you operating on there? I didn't sleep that well. I slept uh, well enough, apparently, that Moses had a hard time getting to sleep because I'm known to snore. Um, it's true. And you. <laughs> I look. I can't help snoring. <laughs> it's when I sleep, I snore. I went to Yoko's basement, and I could still kind of hear residual <laughs> snoring. And that's yeah. when it was a shit basement. Honestly, it was probably the stupidest decision I had that entire weekend was taking the air mattress because I know I snore hard on air mattresses. Couches are hit and miss depending on the couch, but like on air mattresses, I don't know what happens, but like I don't snore at all. Or I mean, I snore hugely on air mattresses. My <laughs> bed at home. Of that. Yeah, the opposite. I'm sorry, that was wrong. The other left. Uh, <laughs> uh, my bed. My bed at home. I'm silent, but that's for a completely different reason. Uh, my bed at home is um, actually angled towards the ground. Mm, Don't ask. Yeah. Uh, I'm, my bed's not that great. Uh, but Apex, remember that thing? Uh, that thing. Yeah. The other I, I did really well my first match. And then I screwed up. And <sighs> Apex, I went to game three every time. Every match. Which means I had, let's see, 36 stocks to lose. I can personally guarantee I lost at least 16 stocks to self-destructs. I was just flying off the edge and not recovering and just like, I was just gone. I don't know if I was tired uh, or the tournament nerves, national nerves. Yeah, and when when you're pushing those to three stocks or three... You know, games in the set, uh, you're not being efficient. You know, that yeah. just adds the pressure on you. No, that's totally understandable. Mm-hmm. And uh, during the last ma- uh, during the last match, I didn't even bring it to the last stock, which is horrid to think about. But uh, I kept on going uh, jump, cancel, and grabs. These are, you don't want to do your dash grab most of the time. Uh, most characters have, you know, pros and cons to their dash grabs. Most of the time, you want to go for a jump, cancel, grab. Uh, only certain times do you want to go for a dash grab, and that's like, if you're Captain Falcon, you want your dash grab because uh, it actually grabs lower uh, than his normal standing grab. Mm-hmm. And if you're Ivysaur, you want to do your dash grab because it grabs higher, but it doesn't have enough. It doesn't have as much horizontal grab range, but it has much more vertical grab range than his standing grab. With Sonic, for some reason, he's got no good points to his dash grab. It's smaller, it has less area, and which is horrid. And the animation for when he misses his dash grab is pretty much as bad as Bowser's, to be honest. He's just mm. not as big as a hitbox. And Bowser just collapses on the floor. So I failed seven of those in a row. I could not, for some reason, get my brain and my mind and my hands to start working for me. And I just ran right by the guy and did a dash grab, which is horrid because when you do a jump canceled grab, you know, for Sonic, he slides across the ground, making it, making it a lot easier to grab my opponent. And it's much faster than his dash grab, too. So I have more, like, range with it. It's 
pr- it's not safe, but it's a way better option. Uh, but I was fighting against a fox. And if you yeah. screw your dash grab up, um, that's a free, he gets a free up smash. And you get punished. Yep. Yeah. And that's a free up smash. And that's basically what it was. It's just like, oh, I watched the last one happen, and I'm like, I should probably just stop doing that. But then I looked at this doc. I looked at my percentage. I looked at her stage, and I'm like, oh, I've lost. And he just walked forward. He just dropped his shit. He did a sidestep dodge, walked forward, and up smashed. And that was the end. I'm just kind of like, yep, that's that's Fox. That's that's the end of me at that. Good games. I'm out. Well, I'm sorry to hear that you're having struggles that way, but... Yeah. What but, about the rest of the experience? Uh, the rest of the experience was fantastic. I found the gaming, the casual gaming room, and I played a lot of PM there. And I finally kind of got into the groove where I was just doing well um, on standard. So I did really well against big name uh, PM players while we were just playing, you know, casually. Uh, Zyme, Sethlon, I did really well against them. Uh, I took more than a couple games off the guy who would ultimately take 13th place. Uh, Jay Reed, a Wario from New York. And I pretty much accomplished what I set out to do, which was kind of prove that I'm the best Sonic there. And absolutely everyone there was just kind of like, you're a different Sonic. You're way better than anything I've fought so far. And I'm just like, there are people, there are Sonics that have outplaced me hugely at this tournament, and I, these people are saying I'm better. Huzzah! Okay. So that was that, but like, the entire experience in of itself, just being around a lot of people who are just there for the same reason, the same video game, you know, going around the hotel rooms and just kind of having doors open, having people playing, <laughs> just like open door for people to come in and just play. Yeah. Uh, we did that in our room and walking around. The food was expensive, but who cares? And uh, I think the best thing about the weekend was just spending a whole lot of, uh, as much time as I'm able uh because, you know, I get really drawn into playing Smash, but playing, spending a lot of time with uh, Dark and Moe's and Fangs, that was, like, really, really cool. Uh, we went to have uh, the first Sminja pizza party. Awesome. Which, I mean, we had the first wing party when me and Tony were up. Yeah. At Buffalo Wild Wings. Yes, that's true. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, to, I to clarify, though, you know, Apex does have more than just Smash, uh, which is impressive. You know, they do a really nice yeah. job putting that FGC. all together, but it's all about Smash there. It is, it's definitely all about Smash. Yeah, but the FGC was out in force. There was a lot of good uh, good players and everything, but I'll be honest, I walked out every time I saw like the big, the big, when the big game being played right then was an FGC game, which was Street Fighter or uh, Marvel. I was just, I just kind of walked out after a little while, because it's just like when a Marvel was going, it was who hits first and does their combo. Yep. And Street Fighter was I don't know. I always liken Street Fighter Four to Brawl. To be honest, it's very it's very slow in spacing. It's intense. Yeah, but yeah, it's definitely all about not, spacing. Yeah, it's definitely just kind of like okay, I'm I can watch this at home, but I'm here I'm here at this giant tournament in person. I'm gonna go back and fight more people that I've never played before, and I just I just love playing smash with strangers and everything like that and especially like really good people you just everywhere around you is just people who are really good at this game and watching really hype matches like uh like anything amsa did amsa this yoshi i, I heard Europe. that was that was the the story of the yeah. was amsa yeah he this this yoshi from europe that just suddenly shows up and just destroys everyone with the yoshi 
Oh, the unknowns with the random characters. Yep. Well, we knew Amsa was coming, and he was a really good Yoshi, but placing ninth in Melee, whew, boy, that was that was just something to watch. I'm really upset that he, he didn't uh, beat uh, Fiction, which was a fox. Uh, a good fox-ish, but he ended up losing, you know, really early on. I'm just like, I really wish Amsa had made top eight at Melee. But uh, how about those Melee Grand Finals? Dude, oh, uh, Major fine. Moses is saying that Amsa's from Japan. Maybe he's living oh, in he's Europe. Japan? I, I heard Japan, to be honest. Okay. But then again, I, I was traveling. I, I, I was missing football playoffs. I was missing. I was missing Apex no, Grand no, Finals. Japan sounds. Japan sounds right. Uh, I'm sorry. There's just a whole lot of ma- like European that's, players. It's a worldwide. Like, it's a national. Yeah. yeah. I just knew he, he wasn't American, and I, I made the mistake. So yeah, he is from okay. Japan. So I had access to TV in the tournament, and uh, Super was texting me like, Tony, finals! And I'm like, I, I have to watch this Broncos-Patriots game. I was getting super salty because I bought Wi-Fi for a plane, and it couldn't even handle streaming audio. Uh, much less it you know, forbade uh, you know, live streams. You pay 14 right. bucks for a day pass, and it, you do a speed test, and it's like .01 megabits down. Thanks. Oh. Thanks. No, I couldn't. I, I would have just I was been so like, I'm salty. sorry. I was just like following it on Twitter, and that was about it. That's really I was trying. I was trying to live tweet things, but like, oh my god, just being in that crowd, the energy and everything, just watching Mango versus Leffen was probably the highlight, and then watching Dr. PP just destroy Mewtwo King, and then destroy Mewtwo King again. Uh, it was just just amazing. Just I really did not want Mewtwo King to win. <laughs> hmm. I remember I, I did start like it was fun because I was texting you there like while I was watching it. Mm-hmm. That was a lot of fun. I'm just happy for Doctor PB that he won. Uh, he was you know oh, yeah. it's a little disappointing during uh, Evo. Yeah, he's a really good player, so it's good to see that he you know really showed up at Apex. Yeah, and just taking taking down like if you looked at his bracket, there's if you didn't know any better, there was like no reason he should have gone through Mango and Mewtwo King, and then just him really showing up and just just destroying the competition, and mm. Mewtwo King taking another. I think Mewtwo King only walked away with one first place in like melee doubles, I think, mm. or brawl doubles. I'm not 100 percent sure which. I I mean I can probably look up the uh, the results pretty easily, but uh, just Mewtwo King's been winning a lot, and I think. As a game, we really need someone who's uh, not Mewtwo King to win everything. I agree. Mm-hmm. So, like, uh, nothing, then... nothing, nothing horridly against him. It's just he's the villain. Pretty much, that's his role. <laughs> yeah, that that is his role. Is he is the villain, and Doctor Peepy was the uh, the protagonist. Everyone, everyone wants the Doctor to win. Get those. those wrestling <laughs> it felt like that because there was like crowd interaction and stuff uh not that anyone cares about brawl singles but this was the tournament last year where salem the zero suit samus won uh he plays ninth this year nairo takes first place in brawl singles as what character oh yeah well they were both uh in brawl it was both meta knights uh, but that uh, i'll be fantastic honest. to watch <laughs> yeah to be honest though that was actually pretty hyped to watch nairo like came out of nowhere 
a long time ago. Just and he took third at Apex 2011 or 2012, I think. Mm-hmm. Just like he just kind of came out of nowhere and just really did well. And then the next year he didn't do very hot. And just to see him come back and just take out so many people and you know walk away with three thousand dollars just from that. Just oh yeah, yeah. And I'm and again I'm kind of glad that Mutant King took fourth. Nah. And yeah, Armada. Armada and Project M. Armada and Project M. I gotta say, I was not expecting... I was expecting him to do well, but to make it all the way and then take first was just something special to watch. Uh, I, lo- I loved watching his pit beforehand, but this was uh, something else. But uh, I think the, the real hero of the day, uh, to be honest, was uh, Fly. Fly Amanita. Yeah. With that day-to-day. everyone's just like Day-Day's such a bad character he's so bad, he's awful no one's going to, he took fifth (laughs) (laughs) Roy, he's he's so lower tier, he's just not as good as other things, oh, fifth place that's Seth Lon with fifth place yep Uh, but I I think the thing that I'm just most salty about is just like seventh place was uh, Ally, Allie Mm mm-hmm and Oracle, uh, he's from Texas. I've met with Oracle. Like this is the third time I've met with Oracle. Uh, first time was Nerd Rage. Second time was Big House. Now here, and I do really well against him. Like last time we played, which was unfortunately not at Apex, but at Big House, I ended up beating him in our uh, in our set. And you know, say what you will about friendlies, but when you beat him, when you win as kind of badly as I did. Mm-hmm. You tend to leave an impression that, all right, if we had met in bracket, pretty sure I was taking that. And just to see him there, an ally who I've fought, and, you know, I haven't beat him, but I've taken games off him in tournament sets. So I'm just like, I'm that close. I'm that close. And you get it, I man. Choked, you get it. I choke so hard. And uh, then there's Zyme and Jay Reed, both I did really well against, and ended up winning more against Jay Reed when we played friendlies, but in bracket, I don't know. War is a very weird character. I played uh, I played Overswarm in friendlies one time, and he like Overswarm was just he was just dicking around, and yep. then he like SD and I won. I'm like, yes, I beat Overswarm. <laughs> <laughs> Overswarm is a very good brawl player. <laughs> yeah, he's I've a really his... obnoxious brawl player. Yeah, I, I've seen what little he's played of. Uh, Project M. I'm blanking. Yeah, of Project M. And just like, ah, not not the greatest. Yeah, it's, it's a different but, kind of skill set. Yeah, but yeah, I choked so I choked so hard I didn't even make it into the top 100. But my buddy, who I trash, I don't think we even I even lose games against him anymore. Is uh, placed higher than me. It's motivation, man. It's Yo, motivation. I, I need to, I need to get that. I need I just need to get those turning nerves out. I, I yeah. wanted to say though that uh, you were like texting me to watch it, and I was watching the Broncos uh, Patriots game. And those of you who know the score know it wasn't close, but it was such a like I don't know if you felt like this, Yoko, but it was just like good versus evil to me. I'm like I have yep. to watch this through oh, yeah. super. Peyton Manning, I'm a slappy for Peyton Manning, so to see him be so effective like he was, that was it's good. It's good. Good won that day. Good did win that day. 
My okay. goodness, we are so far behind in our outline, and we are so far in the show. So it's okay. Massive shoutouts to Dark, and Moe's and Fangs. Yes, Ninja shoutouts. Hopefully, more Ninja. This is Apex 2015. I hope so. I'm bad, so probably not me. <laughs> Yo, the experience itself is worth it. watching. The whole experience in and of itself is just amazing. So. Oh yeah. Good. The year of Luigi was one of the worst years that Nintendo has had in its history. Now, it's not to the point where it's a bad you blame Luigi for all this. Because I'm blaming Luigi for all this. It's the year of Luigi. You put all your stock in that, and this is what you get? They are related. I'm quitting the show. <laughs> Finally, my strategy's paid off. So I must make fun of Luigi enough. <laughs> So, it's obviously not it's not crash and burn time for Nintendo. It's not, you know, Nintendo needs to stop making consoles. It's not any of that. Nintendo still has lots of money, but it does happen to be one of the first not, years. Like, one of the, their worst years since they've started making video games. Yeah. So... I'm of like how much they got put away. Like they, this whole Wii U could just fail horribly, uh, and they'd yeah. still be fine. Oh yeah, but it's it's not a good year. No, it hasn't been a good year, and so the investors want answers. And Nintendo holds a meeting that happened to be last night. This is pretty new news for the show that we had just uh, to put in the outline there. And so Satoru Iwata bows for three seconds very sorry he's gonna half his salary that's crazy which you think an, an american ceo would never do that. that's what that's what made me like that's cool though that he would do that he doesn't yeah. want like cut employees or anything it's like that's no, what the alternative would be yeah so uh, you know some other executives in nintendo they're taking pay cuts too uh that's good for them but they're doing some interesting things so He's made remarks on uh, putting Nintendo stuff on smartphones, which they're talking about, you know, not really games. They have to think in new Nintendo ways that will draw, you know, the audience to them. And so they're saying, you know, well, we have to, to put things on smartphones. And uh, what, what's the one thing you'd want on smartphone if you own Nintendo system. I would say the easiest thing to do is put all those like Mario 64 DS mini games on here. That's possible. Yeah. But I can't think of anything specific, really. I have one thing that's specific that they've oh, said they they're planning on, you know, working to get on smartphones. Uh, an app as opposed to a mobile website that they would be looking to get on smartphones. Called Meverse. Oh yeah, that would be. And there's good idea. no word on that yet. And <laughs> he's talking about how uh, it's our intention to release some application on smart devices this year that is capable of attracting consumer attention and communicating the value of our entertainment offerings. So I'd encourage you to see how our approach yields results. Meverse. It's a good place to start. Eshop even decaf78 in the chat on Twitch.tv/showmeyournews makes a a good point. Eshop app. There are things you can do. It's not you just have a, mini games. Yeah, they have a new Nintendo ID account. You could be able to buy stuff. Yeah, an eShop from your phone. 
Yeah, and they've That'd been be talking about how, you know, for future platforms, they need to make those, you know, work more in sync. Like, they're trying to do that now, but it's not inherently designed to work that way with the two systems, the 3DS and the Wii U together. They've made the system, they're kind of more like brothers, which is an interesting way of working at it. But yeah, future devices need to be like twins, in a way. Yeah. Fraternal yeah. twins, even, but, you know, twins yeah. are less. Uh, what about the uh, virtual console here? I don't care. Um, sorry. Really? Like, uh, I think it's a cool like start, but I'm just kind of like, hey, how about you just put some games that you already like, game systems that you already support. How about you give them more games in that front, huh? Yeah. How about we see some more uh, virtual console games with 3DS? Eh? Tony, what's the big news with this one? Uh, the thing that makes it that I am super excited for is uh, I've always, like, when the GBA came out, like, when the Game Boy Player came out, it's like, cool, I can play those games on my TV. DS never had a practical peripheral for that. And now, as the Wii U's gamepad can function as a touchscreen second screen, you'll be able to play DS games. Well, they'll have to release them on Virtual Console, but you'll be able to play some DS games finally on your television, and that is fucking cool to me they've cleared that hurdle and the thing is i'm not entirely sure if what they were pitching was you know television as the main screen and then the gamepad as the second screen that would be great i'm not sure how they get over the resolution issue because ds games they're you know really small resolutions what they were looking at was i saw you from the screenshot they had on their uh their website was having both screens on the touch screen. And they uh, organize it in that way. I would hope, I would hope that they have options for both. Because then you'd I have agree. the off TV play both screens on the gamepad, even if you have to rotate it uh, so that it's, you know, vertical. That would that would make sense. But at least have that option where you yeah, play it on the TV, have the gamepad as a second screen. That would be ideal. Is there still just... no double gamepad support? Uh, there is still think... no double gamepad support. Yeah. Because mm. they have not made a game that would support double gamepad all the way across the sky. Also, mm. I I want to say, and I like the gamepad, I think it's cool, but I've only like played Mario 3D World like exclusively on the Pro Controller. Yeah. And I'm kind of like, t- I don't know like how this amounts to them really, but whenever I like review a game on Club Nintendo, it's like, I didn't use the gamepad. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, stop. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It's neat, but stop. <laughs> Speaking of the DS, I believe the report came out that it has surpassed the PlayStation 2 in terms of all-time sales. That's cool. So, kudos and congrats. But I think you're absolutely right. I think Super, you're the one who said it. They have to get their other game libraries in order with Virtual Console. Yeah. It's slacking <laughs> so hard. And just it's... now... That they have Mario Bros. on the 3DS. And yeah, not Super Mario Bros., Mario Bros. Yep. And yeah. Link to the Past on Wii U. Now? Now. Uh, that's, that's These should have been things that came out with launch. It's There should be no feeding <laughs> these games slowly. They, they should be hitting... They should be coming... Week. They need to be hit, coming out with their hardest hitters. They need to, like, seriously... Do something that makes me want what they're doing. What, what Get they're another developer to work on porting them if that's a problem. Like I don't understand either. Like is it what the licensing? deal is. I have no idea. 
it, it sucks. And then GameCube. You yep. should be able to do GameCube Virtual Console. <laughs> you should be, because we were, we've gotten to the point where we're emulating the Wii. Which very should have well. a GameCube. It's like, we, yeah. That's, that's another thing. It's like, we can perfectly em- emulate Wii software. So, doesn't that mean you can perfectly emulate GameCube software when you're Wii U? Because the Wii could perfectly yeah, you emulate. You don't need the GameCube. disc, but the software, yeah. I mean, but you have they have the ability. I'm I'm, I'm just looking at this yeah. and thinking to myself, okay, you are perfectly emulating the Wii. Therefore, if you have everything the Wii has, then shouldn't that be able to run the GameCube? Or shouldn't you, if you can't do everything the GameCube can, can you emulate the processes because your machine should be powerful enough? We on our PCs were already running the Wii, and some yeah. people are starting to run Wii U stuff off yeah. their PCs. You know. Uh, the Dolphin emulator is Which getting is, is picking up. Yeah, the Dolphin emulator is seriously picking up steam for like Project M online, which I've seen, and Melee online. Doesn't it upscale like beautifully too? Yes, yeah. it does. I think I've seen like colors and like Mario Sunshine on the Dolphin. It's like whoa, mm-hmm. that's a pretty game. Yeah, it, yeah. it's great that you're adding you know more formats to the Virtual Console. But you have to figure out the library and the game stream. And I'm not talking about streaming games. I'm talking about yeah. titles and titles and add all that stuff to your it's virtual It's great console. that you have the ability to run DS games. and But you know what? The 3DS has the ability to run SNES games. It has the ability to run uh, GBA games. Probably, I mean... It can run yeah. 64 games. All we have, what you have, is a whole bunch of games that you came up with at the beginning to begin with, which were N64 games that were actually upscaled and made prettier. So Across it, all of their platforms, Nintendo has the biggest backlog of titles ever, and they <laughs> struggled to make that happen on their service that they started with the Wii. I, it's it's mind boggling. It's, it's free money too. Yeah. Like yeah. once you port it, like people buy it. Like there's no reason they shouldn't. I would like to have them all in one little box, you know. Mm-hmm. Even though there's so, not um, enough room on the said box, but you know. Um, just pointing this out there. Uh, I just brought up the 3DS eShop just to you know bolster my argument. Right. For what they're doing, apparently you can get the uh, Legend of Zelda Four Swords Anniversary Edition for free, like right now and for the next couple days. Mm-hmm. So I'm just gonna Get go ahead that. and download. Yeah, I'm just gonna go ahead and download that while we're talking. Go for it. Okay, thanks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, apparently they're also planning an update in the summer that will make Wii U loading faster, especially for a game. Because you know, nice. when you start the Wii U, there's like a wait of 20 seconds or whatever. So there's a way to quick boot a game. That's a good idea. Any way you can make that system faster with how generally slow? Yeah, they made improvements, but for how generally no slow the operating to, system is. Like, was there an option on the Wii to just like boot from the game, or did you have to go to the menu? Probably you had to, to go to the menu. It. Yeah, that was infuriating it. because you, if I remember, I've like brought the system over like to play Smash, and I'd like have my GameCube controllers, and then I'd okay, boot it up, and I'm like, I don't have a Wii mm-hmm. so we cannot play the game. Yeah, that's why. Uh... That's why I don't go anywhere with my SD card that lets me boot straight to the stuff that I need to. Oh, yeah. Or at least straight straight to a menu that can be controlled with a GameCube controller. Let's focus on what makes the Wii U different. The gamepad. Doing this now? 
This is your your priority now? This should have been your first priority. Son of a... You know what the... Out of the recent games out for the Virtual Council? Mm-hmm. Castlevania 2. That's a good game to put on that virtual. Well, console what about there. what about Life Force? Oh, oh, I'm needing that. That's that's your hardest hitting ones, Mario Tennis. Now oh, look, it's a Mario game at the very least. Yeah, at least. Yeah, I think they but, were talking uh, about. What about, how... what about City Connection? I've never. You <laughs> just listen off titles there. I was, really. Solomon's Key. Summer Carnival 92, Rekka. What? What? <laughs> but, I, but really, I, I, no, they're, they're talking about now we have to make sure that the gamepad is a priority. We still haven't made a title that focuses on the, what makes the Wii U different. Like that, That's what you should have been doing. Yeah. Here's the kicker. They're looking to expand and find their blue ocean even further, and they think uh. fitness is the way. So they're working on a new platform, not you know one to replace a console or a handheld, but a new platform altogether to focus on the quality of life, benefits, and health. Virtual Fitness Boy? Wii Vitality Sensor. That's basically what it is, but I'm telling you right now, it's going to go the way of the Virtual Boy. Nintendo, just make Metroid or something. That's that's the wrong Nintendo, thing. <laughs> Nintendo, just make good business decisions that people will very ha- will handily give their money to you for. Please give me Super Metroid on the 3DS. Please. I'm okay with give- Nintendo trying new things. I'm not okay if it detracts from their games business. Yep. Yep. It, it's as simple as that. And so hopefully they have. It all planned out, but yeah, my confidence wavers a little bit with the year that they just had. Also, this they've been talking about yeah, the year of Luigi. It's all Shut Luigi's up. fault. Shut up. It's, it's all these secondhand fault. ideas with the secondhand brother. How come... I've said this a million times on the show. How come they don't just release Mario 3 with online co-op? $10 because they can't do online co-op. Co-op. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> they can't do online co-op where we need some co-op it's not even oh. co-op you like take turns and like the other person watches yeah yeah cause I just want to play Mario Bros. 3 with Super but I can't and it's 2014 and it's like why not because we're not playing on Dolphin or something I don't know uh. We have I don't know. to I'm... resort to illegal things to do the things we want to do <laughs> that we should be given in the first place. I'll pay and for it. I will gladly pay Nintendo to give me the option to do some sort of virtual living room where you can play your video games as if you were at home. Just you have to put up with some sort of lag, I guess. Yeah. It's I'm like, okay with Nintendo doing... Health stuff, if it's a different division and all that. But the games. The games. And Sonic has very big hands in this screenshot. Yes, he does. Uh, but they're talking about... Screenshot. They have to reconsider and maybe expand upon how they license out their characters to appear and their IP in different titles. You uh, need flex- to hold a super scope like that. Exactly. 
the flexible pricing idea is an uh, interesting idea. Maybe they consider a way for those who are buying their games through the eShop. If you hit a certain benchmark of how many games you buy, you start to get discounted prices on games. Yeah. That's an interesting idea, but it definitely takes a lot of communication with you know working with the game publishers and all that. And we know how great Nintendo's third-party relations have been. Mm. Ooh boy. At least Sega's still their friend. <laughs> Sega's just like, are we seriously betting on the wrong horse again? Yeah. God, you know, even Microsoft seems to be doing better. The DS struggled at first. It was a rampant success. The 3DS struggled at first. It was a rampant success. Or it's been a rampant success. I have faith in the Wii U. But when you have to take such great steps like this and you have to drop these news bombs at an investor's meeting, your faith is starting to waver a little bit. Not that you're losing the faith for those that are Nintendo fans, but there is some uncertainty here. It's a little unsettling. I feel like they'll sell like 8 million units when Smash 4 comes out. Well... Mario Kart's apparently getting worldwide release sometime in May. That's exciting. That feels a little late, to be honest. I think April would have been fine. May for Mario Kart. You're waiting too long for some of these titles. I'm waiting. I don't think they're done yet. Yeah, well, that's that's probably true as well. We're finally at the hilarity of the week. It's we're about an hour and a half into the show already. We're at the hilarity of the week, so we gotta. Move it along. Um, what even is this? I don't even know. So this happened on YouTube uh. with the network Machinima. And they apparently have gotten deals, you know, over you know, oh, certain yeah, events, different companies, where they would say to their, their partners, Machinima would communicate, hey, we got this deal where if you, you know, speak highly about this product, this game, this whatever it is, and then you add a tag in your YouTube video, you'd be eligible for this you know, factor basically you know, adding to your payment for the video. Get money. Monetize it. Get money, get paid. So Microsoft apparently makes one of these deals with Machinima. And so Machinima says if you, you know, talk up the Xbox One in your video, promote it, you know, promote one of the games, show some footage of it, we uh, will give you up to a $3 per CPM, which is $3 for every 1,000 views, a bonus. You have to See, include, include at least 30 seconds. That's not the funny part. I heard them say you can talk highly or just not talk bad. <laughs> well, right, that's the thing. You can't be disparaging about it. You can say neutral things on it. We'll still... Now, the hilarity of it is not that this kind of thing happens. It's not surprising that this kind no. of thing happens. This mm. kind of thing happens more often than you'd expect. But you have to be public about it. The catch with this one is that in the contract, one of the stipulations, as it were, was that you have to be confidential about this. You cannot disclose what this is about, who's behind this, how much you're getting paid this has to be secret, which would break Federal Trade Commission laws. Huh. Whoopsie. So, uh, 
it's it's tough to say if this is you know Microsoft's fault, if this is Machinima's fault. I'm gonna go more on Machinima because they're the one writing up the contract. Yeah. But you know, equal blame could be po- you know placed on either. It wouldn't be the first time Microsoft's done some skeezy things to try to promote their uh, thing. And here's the thing, you know, part of the contract was that up to 1.5 million views or 1.25 million views would be, you know, when we would stop kind of paying out, which means less than $4,000 is being dispersed to all these these YouTube users. That's nothing for Microsoft. Yep. That's nothing in their big, big budget that they have. Hmm. I think that's the unfortunate thing is just how little money they actually make. And then, you know, they're now trading in any, you know, console, be it, you know, Xbox 360, PlayStation 3, to get a $100 discount on Xbox One. So they're pretty desperate. Just desperation up and down and all around. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how that is. It's, I don't know if they're, like, struggling with Xbox One or not. It's hard to say at this point, I feel like. I feel like I've seen just as many PS4s on shelf, so I don't know how they're doing either. Yeah. I have not heard anything from the PS4 front in a while. The sales have been really good through 2013. That's good for them. That's the last I heard. And then uh, for both isn't companies, it coming actually. out in Japan soon? No, that's the thing. PlayStation 4 has not come out in Japan yet. No, I mean when? Like, are we getting there? Uh, end of February, I think, like the 22nd ish. Uh, that'll be so, a little boost. Yeah, it'll, it'll go up in sales there. So we got uh, several stories in the story pool. Let's actually, just, let's just shoot them down. Yeah, real we gotta gotta breeze through them. And I wish we could talk more about Nintendo Fusion, even though I'm sure it's a big, fat, stinking rumor. I but think it's so. still interesting to talk about, and it would have been what we talked about had Nintendo not dropped all of these bombs. The idea is that, according to rumor, which you could you know do some digging, and it might not seem that legitimate, but the idea would be that the Nintendo Fusion would be their next system that they're working on that's in development, you know, not ready for announcement at all. But the idea would there be a terminal and a Fusion DS, that the two would kind of work as one, that you could take, you know, the Fusion DS away, but the Fusion DS, the home console, would act more as a terminal. And when they list out specs here, you got to look at it and say, all right, let's, let's see how good this is. Oh, oh, the computer memory, three gigs of memory for LPDDR3, two gigs for games and one gig for the OS. You mean that's still behind Xbox One and PS4? <laughs> still. <laughs> like, you're trying was to... Was that Mark? I have no idea. I don't know who that was. Like, you are trying to come up with this new system, where at least it'd be rumored still heavily, heavily rumored. Cannot stress that enough. But it would still be way behind the... 8 gigs of DDR3 and GDDR5 RAM? Here's what's Good. interesting, and it sheds a little light on this, is that uh, someone was interviewing uh, some Nintendo devs about uh, how their online works and stuff. I think it was when the network went down for a while. Yeah. And they were just asking them, will you integrate this, will you integrate this? And they were making comparisons to like Xbox Live or uh, PSN. And the person translating them said... It's there's no point to make comparisons to those because they don't use those to like compare. Like they don't even know, and it's like oh, 
So I'm sure that it, it makes it sound like they don't even look at the competition at all because they don't even see it as competition in their yeah, brain. Yeah, and they can't even do co-op, right? Or co-app. Kind of shows. I'm sorry, I, I have to correct myself. The Fusion DS would be the one with three gigs. That's not bad, but still the Fusion Terminal, four gigabytes, and then of you know DDR4 SD RAM, and then two gigs of DDR. It's still lacking. It's still lacking. And then it's a coax cable input on the terminal? Are you kidding me? Really? Is that what Nintendo TV is going to be? That that can suddenly be your DVR? Whatever happened to that? It's uh, there. People don't use it. Uh, I can't figure it out. Uh, <laughs> so, if this happens to be true, future down the line, Nintendo Fusion, Terminal, Fusion DS, etc., you heard it here first reporting on the news that somehow came out. This could be just one of the, like, no. like five prototypes they're messing around with I'm that sure. maybe got leaked to. You yeah, don't need, you, there's no way to know. It, it's, it's wild. I wish we could talk more about it, but we got to keep going here. More rumors. This one comes from someone apparently with connections from Microsoft, and Microsoft is trying to silence them. And this is happening more on NeoGAF, which is a little more legitimate than your random gaming blogs here and there. Uh, not only talking about Microsoft tinkering with the idea of a diskless Xbox One with mm. one terabyte internal storage, kind of white-based, a Titanfall variant that they might be looking at doing next year, or actually, you know, this coming holiday, November. Uh, but also things like a Halo 2 HD remake this fall, the anniversary remake That'd be cool. for Halo 2 oh, yeah. on Xbox One. Not Xbox 360. That'd be kind of cool, considering that so many people consider that one the best. Mm-hmm. And you know that when you cut the online for it, and people loved the online, bringing that yeah. back. Somebody like stay online or something like way yeah. ahead of for a long time. Yeah. Like I think it was somewhere like six days and something like that was... before they were eventually kicked off. Yeah, yeah. A new Forza Horizon this fall. Halo Five would be in 2015, not 2014. Fable Legends in the summer of 2015. That's about all they have. You know, outside of throwing the Halo buzzword out there a lot, do you guys remember what happened to Halo? <laughs> it just sort of has disappeared outside of buzzwords every so often. What do you mean? Well, they're, they're trying to do a TV show. Yeah, they're trying to do a TV show, and they did a, a thing, but like it's just been kind of flying around as this thing that's happening, I guess. Like, we were supposed to see, like, season two of Spartan Ops. I don't think that's ever happened. Like, Apparently, see, if I read correctly from this, they they say if, you know, Halo 5 gets pushed back, it would be to try to sync up with another live-action thing like Forward Unto Dawn. Forward Unto Dawn was okay. I liked it well enough. But, seriously, what happened to Spartan Ops, your most exciting thing that you guys were doing, and suddenly it's gone? Yeah. Like, here's, here's the end of season one. It's gone the way of Firefly. Yep. I'm just like, this was the coolest thing you guys were doing, and then you stopped doing it. What? Oh, yeah. And then <laughs> they they just went ahead and bought Gears of War. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so that's that's the other big thing is that Microsoft now owns Gears of War from from who? What's the Epic. company? Epic. Epic. Yeah, I'm sure that was like of zero consequence then. It's like, okay, we made our trilogy and we finished our story, and then we, we made yeah, we another did. one, and it's just kind of like, you can keep milking that cow. I guess we'll take a good kickback from that. 
Epic's still making <laughs> games. They have the Infinity Blade franchise, which, you know, on iOS, you know, good for them. Yeah, but this but... is now the Black Tusk Studios. Now, do we remember at E3, in that little tease there, this was supposed to be for a new game, for a new studio, Black Tusk Studios, and the guy was going down like the side of a building or whatever? Mm-hmm. Well, apparently that's been scrapped in order to make more gears! So excited for scrapping new IP, supposedly in favor of more likely of the same. I, Super, I'm sure you're excited. Nope, I can't be. No, it, that I don't blame him. Not, for not. even it's a like, little bit. I like I like God of War, but when they made that like Ascension, I'm like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> like, why are you doing that? I I was excited for Judgment, and then it came out, and I found out it was just basically this one thing over and over again. I'm like, okay, I'm I'm not excited for this or the series anymore. So I'm kind of done with it. And now that they've taken this series that was well and truly over, and great, I don't care. I, 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 you can see more burly, muscly brown in full 1080p. Yeah, I, I don't know what they want me to do with this. It's kind of like, okay, you've acquired a series that we thought was done. So, congrats yep. at your purchase. That <laughs> was a waste of money. I know you're going to make a game out of it. I know you're, it's not going to do that well. You're going to have to seriously impress us to make us go back to that game. Because if you go back to it, it was a very interesting mechanics and all that. But it was also very clunky and slow. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, I couldn't really uh, get into it. Yeah, oh, I skipped it's, one. Can- candy Crush copyrighted to, to term candy. That's dumb. Yeah. Yeah. yeah when you... Uh, well, this is, this is more of a uh, comment on just American copyright law in general. It's stupid. The idea of, you know, (laughs) copywriting a word for games and clothes, for whatever reason, a word like candy, uh, it's, and then you have to, you know, you have to counter and, you know, argue and file lawsuits because then when a real, uh, you know, a real copycat shows up, if, you know, the, uh, the people in charge of you know judging the lawsuit, look back and say, well, you didn't, you didn't you know take any action when it was this other you know offending case. Then why should we give you in favor of it? It's the law is dumb, but King, the developers of Candy Crush Saga, are just being especially dumb, especially when the the Banner Saga is a completely different game altogether, not even close to Candy Crush, which you could say Candy Crush has taken oh. its fair share of influences, but because the word saga it, and it's stupid. It's dumb. Punch your face. It's dumb. And then you gotta look back uh, when King made this uh, rip-off on Pac-Man. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Yeah, they're one to talk about copyright. Copying, copying games and all these kind of things. Sly Cooper is having a movie made. I've heard of it's over the years too. Like so many, like we're gonna make a movie for this. We're gonna make a movie for this. We're gonna make a movie for this. This game. We're gonna make a movie. And it's like there's a ration movie in development. There's an infamous movie in development. It's like I just need one of them to come out before I believe any of this is real. Well, this is all part of the you know the Sony initiative of making their movies. So you know the Ratchet and Clank movie, the Heavenly Sword movie. This is just another one 
supposedly coming out in 2016. And Crash and Clank will probably work. Heavenly Sword will probably bomb. This one, I don't know. This Looks one, weird. I think the humor was okay. The Sly has a different voice. Not too different, but it's different enough. I think they got you know Bentley and Murray back. They definitely got Bentley back. But the the style that they chose is strange. Like part of Sly Cooper's charm is the the animation style. The you know the two D and how that works and how it translates to the three D in the game. They're trying to go like this blend of computer animated and realistic, and it looks really strange, especially on Sly. I don't like the fur. You so you kind of like it or don't? I don't. Yeah, I, it's, I agree. It's putting a lot of fans off, and I guess it kind of works with uh, with Bentley. Murray has pants, and he never had pants in the games. Explain <laughs> that one. Come on. Thank you. And then uh, Sly. The, a man pants. The, the fur. The, the fur. We'll see. Anyway. Yeah, I guess I guess it's better, you know, than you know, forgetting the Sly franchise, but. Does it really need this move? There's time to fix things, so we'll see. Oh, yeah. That's that's happening. At least he's not voiced by Bruce Willis. This is true. This is true. Elder Scrolls Online announces voice cast. I don't that's, even... that's a strong voice cast. I mean, John Cleese, I... Kate Beckinsale, Bill Nye, yeah, Michael Gambon, Alfred Molina. Uh, oh, Jim Jim Ward. And around Gambon. Jim Ward is a uh, Captain Quark. And Jennifer Hale and Kevin Michael Richardson, like they're they're doing their due business. That's good. Good on Bethesda. Good on those people. Uh, Out recently, Dragon Ball Z: Battle of Z, which is not a fighting game. Don't don't think it's a fighting game. It's a different kind of RPG where you have, you know, things to power up your characters and it's more multiplayer action. Kind of a little... It's closer to an MMO in a way, an MMORPG, than it is a fighting game. Also has characters from the new uh, Battle of Gods movie that isn't out over here yet. And they, like, got voices too, so, like, the characters. So that's neat. Nice. Uh, Tomb Raider Definitive Edition. It's the upgraded version of the very good game, but now on Xbox One and PlayStation 4. Looks better than the PC game. If you're looking for a game to play on your next-gen systems, and you're kind of in a hardware lull and you want something to play, and you did not play Tomb Raider, get Tomb Raider Definitive Edition. I really enjoyed that game last year. I've I've seen how much better it looks, and it is like, oh, that's a noticeable difference, actually. So definitely do that if you're looking for things to play on next gen. And Octodad, Dadliest Catch. It's one of those quirky little indie games for PlayStation 4. Is that finally out? Finally out. Wow. Just bloop, 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 bloop. Is <laughs> the best way I could put it. I've which never is a terrible way to put it. it. I've seen video of it and I'm like, I don't understand, yeah. but I assume that's all it is. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a great title, though. Uh, very, very brief soapboxes. Mine. Dead Rising 3 came out with a 13 gigabyte patch. you got to stop doing that, game developers. <laughs> you have to. I remember playing on God of War Ascension, and I had to download 7.5 gigabytes worth of updates. And thank goodness I don't have a bandwidth cap. Because for the people who do, that's 
crushing. Oh, yeah. Crushing. I mean, you cannot have a 13 gigabyte patch <laughs> that's mandatory. Play the game. There's a comment, and it's uh, Steve Irwin with a gator, and it says, Crikey, look at the size of that thing. <laughs> oh, what, too soon, Steve Irwin? No, oh. it's a big patch. <laughs> That's all he's saying. Yeah, yeah. South uh, Park is the one that was too soon, and I thought that was harmless. <laughs> it was like the week of, it was like they made a joke. Yeah, yeah. Um but that's that's what South Park does. And then I, the Mega sixty four guys made a video about Dead Rising three, and it's an hour long video. Oh, and it's about how they're like, oh, the next gen experience. This is so great. I'm going to show you what it is. You know, I'm going to put in Dead Rising three. Put it in the Xbox One, and it, they show the entire video, real time, of installing the game to your Xbox One. It takes more than an wow. hour. Yep. Next gen, everybody. That does kill me when it's like updates, uh, patches, uh, online stuff, and it's like, can I just put Super Metroid in my Nintendo and it works? I know people can say, mm. well, just have a good internet connection and don't have the bandwidth cap, but you're not thinking about everyone. That's being selfish enough. <laughs> Cut it out, game developers. Sorry, uh, it's Tony. Stop it. Stop uh, it. Normal Boots is back. Yeah! And to those of you who don't know, that's where uh, John Tron, Peanut Butter Gamer, uh, the completionist, and Continue used to be. And they uh, just added... They just came back and they added uh, Satchel Goods and... uh, Who was the other one? Did You Know Gaming was there before as well. And yeah, Pro Jared. And uh, I just looked at Satchel Gaming. Uh, He did like a really... I, I highly recommend go look up his Sonic 3 and Knuckles review because that was really good. It's great. Uh, he's he's super smart, uh, writes and thinks about games very well, and uh, his anti-semitics series also very good. I watched the Gone Home one that was the exclusive. Very very good. Yeah, and he, yeah, he is smart. He like articulates what's different about like all the other reviewers and his like YouTube update about normal boots. And he was just like, Jontron has really different style, and like, it's like it's super smart. And I'm like, they're all just fucking jackasses doing fake <laughs> jokes on YouTube, man. There's not that much to it, really. Uh, Pretty simple. Please put them over, and it's good. Uh, the reason for it is uh, uh, their videos will be up there a week or before the next video they upload is up. And it just, YouTube's messy right now, and they can do collabs easier on one central yep. hub, and go there, turn ad blocker off, and watch, you know, watch their content a little early. I watched the same McDonald's ad six times when that site <laughs> launched. But <laughs> worth it. I watched the same database not receiving when that site launched. Oh, yeah. That was... They went down. Norwood's is back, and it's down. Heavy server load. That's the first day. I, I don't expect anything to work on the first day, like, at all anymore. Like, uh, WWE's WWE Network, I fully expect to order that, and then I'm just like, well, to go do something for two days until I can use it. Oh, jeez, yeah. I guarantee you, just everything that comes out now. But, yeah, it's great. Support support the content creators and the directors and just the, do stuff on YouTube, and YouTube doesn't, you know, appreciate it. And they're just being stupid right now. So Hell I yeah. hope I hope this is a trend. I hope people use YouTube more as a springboard, and they're like, "We're going somewhere else because YouTube sucks." Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. Normalboots.com. Super. I did Apex. Apex to your soapbox. 
Apex was most definitely my soapbox. <laughs> I I'm surprised, agree. Like I'm surprised he made headline too. I'm just like I was gonna use that as my soapbox, but all right. Eh, it works. It's, it's more Smash. People like the Smash. All right, let's wrap the show up with some YouTube video recommendations, and it's super. It's right back to you. Right back to me. Uh, I was gonna go with the. There was a opening for the one of the Tonight shows with uh, Jimmy Fallon that. Uh, had the the cast the old cast from Full House reunited yes. <laughs> to to egg him on for the show, but then I kind of saw this, but I had this one down first, so it's gonna be the it's actually Metal Gear. Oh. It's uh Asla gun spinning in real life. I've seen That's what that. it's called. It's fantastic. He they showed the scene from Metal Gear Solid Three of him just spinning the gun and i'm just like how long is this damn scene now this is major ocelot yeah and it shifts over to this guy standing in his living room and he just pulls out these two revolvers and then he just does everything ocelot did and just all everything just like it could have been mo-capped from this guy and the those gun tricks were in fact mo-capped but oh yeah it's Definitely. super impressive. You have to see it. You know what's funny is in, in Twin Snakes, like in the original Metal Gear Solid, he like revolved a little bit in the cutscene, but it was you know low res and stuff. And then when they did Twin Snakes, he does this like long revolver sequence. Yeah. And then after that, he like challenges Snake to a gunfight, and he's like, "Now I'll show you why they call me the Revolver." I'm like, "You kind of already did that." <laughs> and then he does it all again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, the entire scene, I'm just like, aren't you enemies? Why don't you just pull... Why, why don't you just do an Indiana Jones, take out your gun, fire, and oh, walk yeah. away? <laughs> <laughs> While he's throwing it behind his back, pull out your gun and fire, please. Except, snake, that'd be a time paradox. That was great. Tony. Uh, uh, I, don't, I, I don't watch anything but Game Grumps, I swear to God. Uh, <laughs> Like, I, I just, like, went through my history of stuff, and I'm like, Grump, Steam Train, Grump, Steam Train. Okay, that's good. Like, for the last month. And I'm like, god damn it. There's some other stuff, but... Um, go look up the Steam Train episode of Default Dan. If you don't know what Default Dan is, that's good. <laughs> just watch it, and if you're a fan of video games, it will throw you off. And then uh, the Kickstarter is... I don't. You probably won't get it out in time. It's like twenty four hours, twenty seven hours to go. But they got a Kickstarter for it, and if you find it interesting, go check it out. Mm-hmm. It, it's already reached its goals, and there's no stretch goals. But at least go. You can find more information on it. But what? yeah. Excellent. Also, it's called Default Dan, and uh, they pasted. They they gave him a little modded version of it where they put Dan, Danny, <laughs> his face <laughs> over the character. Right. Worth it. If that doesn't pique your interest, like, there's un- other funny things about it, like, really funny things, but that, that should be your initial, like, okay, because it's, like, different, like, heads when he's, like, jumping, and he's, like, making an O face and stuff. <laughs> I've sold. Yeah, definitely go look at that. It's funny. My video, more Metal Gear. Uh, after... This came out a long time ago, by the way. I know it did, but here's the thing. It's so damn good... You just need to see it again. I remember, I know I, I saw it when it came out, but after playing or watching, <laughs> I just I put playing in very sketchy air quotes, watching mm-hmm. all of Peace Walker, and now going back to you know five and Ground Zeroes and all that, and now it makes a lot more sense. 
watching the Red Band trailer from E3 2003 for Metal Gear Solid 5, such a good trailer. And it was so snubbed at the Game of the Year Awards. Yeah. I'm sorry. Smash trailer, fine. This is how you make a really, really good trailer. Right. Um, I'll, t- I'll tell, tell you what got- better. Okay. I like the Mewtwo trailer mm-hmm. a lot. Like, a lot. Uh, here's the thing with this. Uh, I'm trying to avoid, you know, like, any kind of exposure to 5, just so... Because I, I, I've probably talked about it before, like, amount of, like, trailers and content before it came out kind of ruined a lot of big moments. Mm-hmm. Specifically, the freaking Metal Gear showdown in Shadow Moses. That was ridiculous while that was shown. I'm like, yeah. I would have I got went crazy at that had I not known about that. I would have, like, jumped up and down on my couch, like, oh, my God, and then played it. Uh, but hmm. I did flip around this and did, like, look for whenever Snake talked as a t- Kiefer that you couldn't, like, see his mouth flap. Right. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm not done believing it. <laughs> I'm, I'm becoming more and more okay with it. But no, the trailer is so, oh, so God. good. And also the song. Sins of the Father, the theme from that trailer, is so damn good. And it gives you goosebumps. Especially when it kicks in. Oh, it's amazing. It's amazing. Also, Eli... Pretty sure that's liquid. It's gotta oh, be. Oh, there's a bunch of stuff like supporting that. It's gotta be. Like the age, I think. The the blonde mm-hmm. hair, clearly. But I think he has Curses Pass. It's not no, it's that and it's like he's got a tooth like around his neck. Mm-hmm. It was something like uh when he was killing Grey Fox, he said like we like killed jackals or something. It was a specific line and that is like a tooth that looks like it's from the animal he said he used to hunt. His That's voice such actor's a random... Apparently... What? His voice actor's apparently British. The The age is right around that time for... The, the, the fact that his voice actor's British, British doesn't make any damn sense because he was, like, training in the British Army or some shit. I, I, I'm very... I'm not 100% on the details, but that was, like, when he was older, I think, so it's kind of weird. Also, there's a biblical reference to, uh, you know, David and Eli or Elihab mm-hmm. as being one of the the eight sons of oh my god who's the the father figure in that there's a, a definitely like a biblical reference that like David and Eli David being you know solid snake uh, so there's definitely ties there so just things to pick up in that trailer you know Kojima's a fucking brilliant bastard and I love him. Kojima is amazing. But it being a red band trailer, that said, mature content. Oh, um, gore. Lots of gore. Mm, <laughs> Torture. Gore. Uh, yeah, so, so you're warned. I think that's it. A lot of stuff to get through. But we somehow did it in about two hours. We rambled too long. I think we did. Yep. I mean, we're, we're talking about Apex and Nintendo. What are you playing last too long still, and we need to stop? <laughs> yeah, that's true. You gotta keep it brief. Just, Jesus, imagine if we had a guest. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens in a couple weeks, because the Super Bowl's happening, and that's a Oh, we didn't even hey, mention we that. Should get, we should get the linebacker on. Yeah! 
the one who plays Pokemon for the Denver Broncos. He'll be yep. too busy at Disney World after the game. <laughs> oh, is that you calling your prediction? I hope. I mean, I'm not going to be upset either way, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do want to say, just before we close the show, that all the commercials are online, and that's stupid. No, they're not. Some not of them all are. the commercials. Some of a, them are. A lot of and them. And that's what? stupid. And if you're the guy at any party I, anyone goes to that's like, I already saw this online, I hate you. I agree. Mm-hmm. I've Super seen, Bowl commercials should be at the Super Bowl. I don't. The want only to one I've seen those. is the uh, the puppy love from Budweiser. That's gonna win everything. That's gonna do really well in you know post awards. Like you're gonna see it. You're gonna know what I'm talking about. It's a horse and a puppy. Like okay. Um, so but that, I'm trying to. Am I am I invited to your party? If you want to come out here, you are certainly invited. But. Uh, I'm going to be pre- not very close, but pretty close oh. on the first. So the second would just be like a hop, skip, and a jump over. So I would honestly I'll... go, but oh yeah, <laughs> uh, I got work in the morning. And I don't do mornings, by the way. But it was either that or work during the Super Bowl. And I'm like, I'll work in the morning. <laughs> there you go. Right. Um, but yeah, definitely not all of them online because for the second year in a row, Chrysler or. Yeah, well, the company's now... Oh, that's weird. Like, they went through, like, a parent company name change where it's now Fiat Chrysler Automobiles, but it's taking some time before that becomes fully integrated. So now we're st- we're still technically Chrysler Group LLC, and there's, you know, Fiat, but Fiat has bought Chrysler, and it's it's a business mess. Anyway, for the second year in a row, it's been top secret, even in the communications and PR department where I'm in. I was just more Will Ferrell stuff. I hope so. <laughs> I mean, I could I could give just you throw guesses. throw the eggs at it all day. I could give you guesses, and, you know, we don't even know if it's just one, if it's just two. I could give you guesses and tell you what brands need it or what brands have been missing advertisements and could use a Super Bowl ad, but we have no idea. It's, like, top secret, so that's kind of crazy. So I'm looking forward to the commercials as well. Super Bowl! Super, Super Bowl! Or a... Yeah, the the states with pot, the Super Bowl, like that hasn't <laughs> yeah. been done to death online. Although to be fair, it is true. It is. It's quite true. Tom Brady lost, and that's that. all, all that matters. <laughs> with that, I am Yoko. I'm Super Bowl. I'm Tony. And we're out. And I'm not a goose. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Find out more about this show and other podcasts at the Show Me Your News Network, where you can embrace your inner nerd over at showmeyournews.com. Fans can interact with other sminjas at the friendliest community on the net at showmeyournews.com slash forum. Show Me Your News! Tony? Yeah, I'm good. Good. Because I have to go out and buy drinks for our bar after this. Oh. Yeah. Lots. Are you trying to get everything ready before the Super Bowl? Well, that and Mark's been reading, like, a, a book about, like, keeping a bar because he's interested in, like, you know, like, we try to know how to mix drinks and all that. So we got to have this in stock and this in stock. And, like, you do realize how fucking expensive that's going to be. Oh, I know. Okay. 
Yes, but it's all worthwhile. <laughs> but, if we, but next time just we remember. come down there, maybe. <laughs> exactly. I was just about to say the same thing. Now That's remember what... to keep that list, because when Tony and I get there, yeah. we're going <laughs> to go down the list and make sure that if you got this and it's, this. That's why you got to come back. Oh, yeah. Though it reminds me of a stand-up bit that's like, I think it's from Jim Gaffigan. It's like, if you got a bar in your basement, you got to kind of admit you have a drinking problem. Yeah. <laughs> I got to make sure I gotta, can get go get some Winter Jack apple cider. Ooh. That, that stuff is good. It is very good. I wish yeah. they had, like, kegs of Angry Orchard. That would make my life. See, I'm more of a Reds guy. I can do either. I'll do... Reds, I'll do Angry Orchard. Strongbow's close. It's not exactly the same, but it's oh, close. No. I don't drink enough. <laughs> Only when I need to play Smash. <laughs> yeah. I don't mind it because it takes less to get me drunk and it's cheaper. Yeah, it takes way too much for me to get drunk. That's why I get the high-end stuff, because that way I don't have to have as much. Yeah. And from drinks... Division games. Oh yeah. Are they really that different? <laughs> Not really. Yeah. <laughs> show me your news. We're gonna talk about drinking. We should just do a show like completely <laughs> fucking plastered. <laughs> we should. We had one. one of those. Yeah, it wasn't Early. totally plastered, but it was. No, it nice. wasn't. But I was getting there towards the end. <laughs> I had <laughs> so much. I think we're gonna need one of those in a couple months for sure. Oh, I'm okay mm-hmm. with that. Welcome to the Z three show. <laughs> <laughs> Caller, you're on the air. Where's the we use this year? Same place as every year. <laughs> Shut up. 